Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. So here we are in the second week of January 2023. How is the new year going for you? I want to spend today's episode talking about you and what might be going on at this time of year. It's usually round about now for those people who have set New Year's resolutions and started to implement the goals that they created for themselves at the start of the new year. This is the time where things start to get a little bit tricky a little bit difficult and your whole ability to focus on what you set out to do can start to feel a little less enthusiastic than you felt when you first started. And that is completely normal, completely usual, because when we set New Year's resolutions, it's very often from the position of trying to move away from something or some things that we have felt are not serving us. So deciding to take up um, early morning exercise can be as a result of being very sedentary over the Christmas period. Deciding to start a new healthy eating regime because you indulged in one too many chocolates or mince pies over the festive season. But as we start to move further away from the festivities, we've put away our twinkly lights, the chocolate boxes have all gone, etc., etc., then that can be replaced with a sense of depression, a sense of it's going to be a long winter. And with that, our resolve to carry on with the resolutions we firmly put in place, full of motivation, full of the desire to complete them, we can find that very much starts to wane. I heard something recently that really resonated with me. We're actually forgetting that we are in the middle of winter. And very often what happens is when we reach September, we start to think of all the lovely things that are up and coming about the autumnal season and the festive season ahead. So we slowly start to see things coming into the shops, Um, chocolates, biscuits, 
all the nice things that we associate with Christmas. Decorations go up in the shops. The Christmas music starts probably a little bit too early, if I'm honest, even for me, this big fan of Christmas. And then obviously the closer that we get to the big day, everything ramps up significantly. We probably are largely aware of when the shortest day happens, the the winter solstice on the 21st of December. But we don't really think about the fact that it is actually winter. So when the festivities come to an end and we put away the Christmas decorations and we put away the bright lights and all the beautiful things that we associate with the festive season, it's done just like that. It's not gradually done over a number of weeks as the build up to Christmas is done over many months, let alone weeks. But one minute it's Christmas, the next it's New Year, and then like that, it's back to work. And it's as though the festive season never happened. With Christmas, with Easter eggs, etc., appearing in the shop without a second thought, it would seem, for all that has gone by. So I think the feeling around how people are feeling right now in terms of their New Year's resolutions, if they set them, in terms of the goals they put in place and starting to feel less than enthusiastic, then that is just a a normal way to behave. I've spoken before, I haven't set New Year's resolutions for a long time. And that's because I'm very aware that they just don't work for me. So rather than get swept along in the tide of what other people are doing, I made a decision many years ago to do what works for me. And I think that is something that has worked really, really well for me. It doesn't mean I don't set intentions because I do. Um, And some of those intentions will be along the lines of what other people call resolutions. But I don't give myself a hard time over when I should start them and when I planned to finish them. Instead, what I do is I write down the intentions I have for the 12 months ahead and I give myself accountability. First of all, writing them down acts as an accountability tool for me. But again, as I have mentioned previously on this podcast, I write a letter to my future self congratulating me on all the things that I am going to achieve over the next 12 months. But I do it from the perspective of of celebrating the fact, congratulating myself for the fact I have achieved them. So it's very, very intentional. Um, And it gives me the ability to really connect with, emotionally connect with all the things that I want to do in the coming 12 months. And it's when we connect emotionally to our intentions, to the goals that we are setting, it is then that we create the real desire around what we're doing and why we're doing it. So it isn't something I'm trying to move away from, it's something I want to move 
towards. And that for me really does create the difference between me just thinking it's something I should do. I should exercise more. I should stop eating so much chocolate. I should cut back on how many glasses of wine I have, et cetera, et cetera. I actually think about all the things I'm going to be moving towards. The actual tangibles that I want to create and enjoy and share with others as a result of the actions that I'm going to take. At this time of year, it's really, really easy to become overwhelmed by what other people say that they are doing and the results that they are experiencing. And as a result of that, what they are doing with what they have created. And I think when we take on what other people are doing, and when we start to allow that to create a feeling of being less than for us, that is when we really can find ourselves moving even further away from what we want to be doing and the reason why we want to be doing it. Things like, for example, um, words of the year. Now, I've gone down um, the road of having words of the year in the past, and I quite enjoyed thinking about, you know, what, what one word or what three words are going to be important to me this year. Um, and it didn't really work for me. It didn't really give me that same sense of commitment towards something because I felt that one, two, three words was not going to sum up everything that I wanted to be doing, to be creating, to be generating, to be experiencing during a 12-month period. And I think for me, trying new things is really, really important. And being open to trying new things that possibly I might not have tried before for all sorts of different reasons around thinking it wouldn't work for me, thinking it wasn't something that was for me, not necessarily really believing in what somebody else was saying would work for them. But what I, I have found is opening myself up to the possibility that it might be something that works for me, giving it a go, sometimes being really, really pleasantly surprised that it has worked for me, or actually discovering it's not something that has really benefited me or brought me the joy that I hoped it would. And that's absolutely fine. I think for me, trying new things, getting myself out of my comfort zone, that is what really does bring me real joy, rather than continuing to do the same things, even if those same things have got me the right results, actually realizing that there is a different way possibly to do the same thing where I might get the same results, but I might get better results. But if I don't try, how am I ever going to know? And I think what have I what I have started to do is to cut myself a lot of slack in realizing that out there there's a lot of noise. 
particularly in the online world, there's a lot of noise with regards to do this to get that result. Don't do this if you don't want that result. Try this, create that, launch this. And we can really feel ourselves being pulled in so many directions that are just not right for us. Whereas if we took ourselves off that hamster wheel and just gave ourselves the opportunity to reflect on what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What is the result I want? And where are the gaps currently that are stopping me from getting what I want? Now, they can be a whole series of different things. They can be limiting beliefs. They can be a skill set you don't currently have. There could be a different way for you to get the outcome of what you want to achieve, but you've kind of been stuck in your groove and not looking around at what possibly could be an alternative way to do it. But I find with myself to be really, really honest about what it is I want and is what I'm doing going to help me get there or do I need to be doing something else? And also to be really, really mindful about all the things I might want to start doing, is that going to help me to get the results that I want? So for me, it is really about connecting to myself and to what is and isn't working for me and being open up to the possibilities of maybe doing things in a different way or at least being curious about what would happen if I did things in a different way. And I'll give you an example. So 10 days ago, I started doing The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, um, which is a gratitude program where for 28 days, you do specific things to make you more aware of what you have and being truly grateful for what that is. Now, I could have started this probably a good couple of years ago, but I wasn't really feeling it. Didn't really see the need to do it. Didn't really think it would have a huge impact on me and that it would just take up some of my time. However, a friend recommended back in December sometime to actually, at the start of January, to do this particular program. It's an audio book. Um, you can buy the actual physical book. But I love the audio book because it is, um, it's mixed with some beautiful music, which really helps the experience. It is read by the author, so completely from the position in which she wrote it. Um, and I have to say the impact has been outstanding. You know, I'm only a third of the way through, just over a third of the way through, but it really has uplifted me during a time that I very often find quite tricky. You know, as you all know, who've been listening to this podcast for a while, I'm a huge fan of Christmas. I adore Christmas. You know, the twinkly lights and all the decorations and 
how people are with each other and you know planning out beautiful experiences for the family and I etc etc so when it comes to January you know I can be fairly miserable you know the fact that the the nights are longer the days are shorter it's colder the twinkly lights have come down, although I do actually keep up some lights just to break things up um, a little bit. But that, you know, that has over the years had a massive, massive effect on my psyche and has left me feeling quite low. Um, but the, doing the uh, the secret this year, it has really given me a completely different perspective. And I am really glad that I opened myself up to the possibility um, of doing something a bit different, something that some people might say is a bit woo, but actually that is something else that I'm leaning more into. I would have probably said, again, a couple of years ago, maybe a bit less, that I wasn't a particularly spiritual person, but actually I find myself becoming a little bit more spiritual and a little bit more open to the possibility and possibilities of what spirituality can bring to me personally, but also bring into the work that I do with my clients. And that sense of curiosity has opened up a real feeling of excitement, a real feeling of the art of the possible, because I I'm actually seeking to move towards something rather than moving away from something else. And for me, that works really, really well. And I think that that is the important message I want to get over on this podcast today is if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling that you're being pulled in all sorts of directions at the moment with regards to resolutions and goal setting and words of the year, et cetera, et cetera. What I would suggest right now is to just stop, take a deep breath and just be you. Because I think when we are acting in complete integrity with us and who we are, then we have a much greater ability to work out what is right for us and what isn't right for us. I absolutely believe in the power of goal setting. I absolutely believe in the power of smart goal setting because I know it works for me and I know it keeps me accountable. And I really think it's important we all work out what works for us. This isn't about creating excuses for ourselves. This isn't about procrastinating. It's about working out what is it do you want to be celebrating, creating, doing, moving towards this year? And what is going to be the best tool or tools to allow you to do this and to do this for you, by you? rather than feeling you need to take on the recommendations, the experiences, the words of others. Now, there's going to be lots of things that people suggest that could work really, really successfully for you. 
only you will know that. But it's when we allow ourselves to become overwhelmed. And that is usually when we don't have a plan, when we don't know what it is we are trying to achieve, when we are not emotionally connected to the goals that we are setting for ourselves. And I think the starting point for me this year is gratitude, is being grateful for what I have and recognizing the opportunity that I have to create more of what I want and to not judge myself, to not criticize myself and to not be unkind to myself with regards to this period that we find ourselves in at the moment, because we have a gentle, gradual build-up to Christmas and all that that season offers, but it is pretty much torn away from us as soon as New Year takes place. And that can take a huge adjustment in itself. For me also, in doing the work that I do in helping people to improve their relationship with money, which starts with improving their sense of self-worth, self-confidence and self-value in themselves, then for me, helping them to really understand that money loves a purpose. It isn't about saying to yourself, this year, I'm going to break through six figures. I'm going to have 10K months. I'm going to hit seven figures. It's actually about why. Why do you want to do that? What purpose are you going to put that money towards? So for me, it is about sitting down and working out what I want to achieve this year. What I'm going to be earning this year is not going to be a certain amount of money. It's the money is going to be the enabler that allows me to go on some amazing holidays. That's going to allow me to continue to self-develop and educate myself further. Is going to allow me to create investments for the future. Is going to allow me to put money aside for my children's education. I've written my financial goals from the perspective of what purpose am I going to put my money to? And I've broken that down into an annual goal, broken down into monthly goals. And each of those monthly goals is assigned a purpose. So the money that I want to be making each month is based on what I want to be doing with that money, the experiences I want to be enjoying with that money, and what I'm going to do to celebrate each of those milestones, each of those targets being hit. But the target is not a financial one. The target is what I am going to be doing, the purpose that I am putting that money towards. Because then I emotionally connect to it. And when you emotionally connect to something, that is when you really do know you have to put the work in place in order to be getting the outcome that you want. The 100K 
years, the 100K months, the seven-figure sales targets, et cetera, et cetera, doesn't motivate me, doesn't motivate me at all. What motivates me is what I'm going to do with that money, how I can sit down with my children and talk about the holidays that we are going to have, the experiences that we're going to enjoy, and how I create that sense of safety and security that the money brings as well. So I would suggest to you something to add into your melting pot that might work for you is to create the purpose, the list of things that you are going to be putting money towards rather than it simply being a glib number that is not based on anything in particular. It's also not too late to do something that I do every year on January the 1st, but there's no reason why you can't do it now, today, if you haven't already done it. And that is to write that letter to your future self, congratulating you on the success you have enjoyed, you will be enjoying over the next 12 months. But you write it as though you've already achieved it because that's the intention that you're setting for yourself is that you will have already achieved those results. It'll just be done at that later point in time. So my letter I send on the 1st of January and I receive my letter from the previous January on that same day, basically. And it's brilliant because it acts as an accountability tool, an accountability buddy, if you like, because you know that 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 letter is coming. But it gives you the opportunity to reflect on why you are doing it, what you are doing, and what the results are that you want to be enjoying. And when you emotionally connect to those things, that is when you get that real sense of motivation But motivation is a transitory thing. um, And that is why New Year's resolutions very often don't work. Motivation is a transitory thing. But if you are emotionally connected to those things that you want to achieve over the coming 12 months, and as I say, it can be more holidays, it can be upgrading your car, it can be paying off a portion of your mortgage, it can be buying your first house, it can be buying your second house, it can be helping you to become debt-free, it can be helping you to become financially free, whatever those things are that are important to you. And again, that is the important part there. What is important to you? It doesn't matter what other people put forward as their goals, because it's their life, their goals, what they want to create for themselves. What is important is to create goals that are meaningful to you, that you can emotionally connect to. Because in creating that emotional connection, that is when you will get yourself out of your comfort zone and do those things you know you need to do because you want the outcome that happens at the end of it. And what I'm also going to do this year as well, and I have put this into my calendar for the last Thursday of every month, is to check in with the goals that I have set myself in my letter to my future self, just to ensure I'm keeping myself on track. I've set myself some massive goals this year, 
bigger than I have ever set my goals before. And that is because, A, I recognize that I am ready for a big upscaling in my growth. I have some amazing opportunities um, that I have worked on over the last 12 months that are coming to fruition now. And I also recognize, if I'm totally honest with myself, that I have not been playing as big as I should have done. So I've had a word with myself and I'm going to be regularly checking in on those goals that I have set myself and ensuring that I am moving myself forward in the way that I want to. But I'm doing it from a position of gratitude. I'm doing it from a position of being me and not being taken down a rabbit hole because of what other people are suggesting might work for them. Different horses, different courses. And in doing so, I already have a greater sense of satisfaction and a greater sense of the art of the possible. So a gentle reminder, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you feel you're starting to slightly lose your way as far as where you're heading in 2023, just stop, take a deep breath and just be you because there's nothing more than you can do. The best gift to give yourself is to be you, the best you that is possible to be. That's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. Please do reach out to me if you have any questions or any comments about the show. I really do enjoy hearing from you. And until next time, take care. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly money mindset audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free Money Confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.